Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Let's start off. Let's get going here with a film that will be is being talked about and will be talked about for uh, some time to come because uh, it's so interesting and provocative and sharp and satirical and a wonderful film. And that would be Bitch. We're here with the director, writer, and lead actor in the film. That would be Mariana Polka. Mariana, welcome to Film School. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. <laughs> well, thank you. Wow. Um, I almost don't know where to begin. Except we can, I'll, I'll describe. I just, I described the the uh, the film, but I don't know if I did a very good job. So, if there's something I left out, or you want to add to that uh, description, please do. Your description was brilliant. It was awesome. <laughs> <Okay>. Perfect. <laughs> All right. Well, good. Well, I mean, with a story like this, it really begs the question: Where did this story come from? It's actually based on a true story, which I think is really unbelievable, but is actually really, um, it was really kind of, uh, when, when I first heard that something like this had happened, um, it was, it was from this guy who's a doctor in Scotland called R.D. Lang, and he's always working with, he was around in the 70s, and he was always working with people, um, in a way that was nuanced and interesting and helpful, and he was always healing people yeah. who had any kind of mental illness. Um, and he didn't even refer to them as people who have mental illness. Um, he just talked about them as people. And so it was really fascinating because when I heard that he had a woman that this happened to, then I immediately wanted to make a film about it. But I wanted to set it in America and in modern-day America. Yeah. And I wanted... Um, like I could just see the story very clearly, mm-hmm. and I just wanted to like explore those themes. Yeah, you know it's funny. I I remember studying R.D. Lang back in in the seventies. Actually, I do remember. Really? Yes, I do. That's so cool. I, when you brought it up, it was brought up in the film, and I was yeah. like, "Wow, that's odd. I haven't heard a reference to R.D. Lang in so long." And yeah. he, and he operated in this sort of fringe at, at that time. It was considered a fringe of of uh, psychiatric in, investigation and work because he dealt with people who were as a, uh, severely. Uh, disabled in terms of the of what was going on in their lives, and so well, well, there you go. Uh, yeah, and he had really good opinion about. I mean, in Glasgow and in Scotland, he's mainstream. Do you know what I mean? Like he is like the guy, so he's very much like the center of a lot of um, kind of European thought in terms of how to give someone the focus if something's going on for them instead of you know, judging them or judging their situation, it, it, it's kind of nice to assume that something's wrong with the world that they're in. Yes. Whether it's their family or it's society, like that's the thing that's causing it. It's not that there's something wrong with them, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And I think that because he would get in a rapport with patients and he would talk to them um, in a way that was very, you know, chatty and casual, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't some kind of like magical thing. He was just talking to them. So, um, wow. yeah, the reason we love him in Glasgow is because he's obviously from Glasgow. But, um, but he, you know, he was helping people so much and doing it in a way that wasn't really, um, you know, 
it wasn't hurting anybody. You know what right. I'm saying? Like, he was yeah. really kind of, like, a radical in the sense that he was just so kind. And then also, uh, when I came to the States, I... Uh, been in America for a long time working here for a long time and I was I go back and forth um to Scotland all the time but I I couldn't actually uh just write the script like I needed to do some research so I researched it and actually here the police department say when a person is behaving like an animal they say that that's a 5051 because I thought I would go to them and be like have you guys heard of this before and I thought they'd be like no we've never heard of it that's crazy like why are you saying that you know yeah. um like, that never happened, but weirdly, they were very kind of, like, um, schooled and felt, like, it felt to me like they knew a lot about it, wow. and they call it a 5051, or like, yeah, that happens all the time. Well, I will tell you, as, uh, as odd as this is going to sound, um, I will tell you the reason that I studied R.D. Lang was I had a pretty progressive uh, college professor, and I was taking a class called Women in Literature and Film, and, oh. and, and the direct connection was we watched Cassavetti's A Woman Under the Influence, and, <laughs> and, and that was the reason that we talked about R.D. Lang. Is that weird? That's so cool. It's the same conversation. You know, like, yeah. when I watched that film, I read a lot. Of, you know, I, I love Cassavetti so much. He's my hero, and I just think he's an amazing filmmaker. And I I love that he refused to ever say that that character was crazy. Some interviewers would be like, right, so she's crazy, right? And yeah. he'd just be like, whoa, man. Yeah. <laughs> she's not crazy. No. In many ways, a I very... Ra- she's not crazy. Right. In, in many ways, and I think the point of the film was, in many ways... In under the circumstances, her reaction was a completely appropriate and sane. Yes, totally normal. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's the thing. Like if you're in a situation and you're being pressed upon, then it's the situation that makes you react to it, as opposed to yeah. just something out, 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 like is coming out of you. And I think that, yeah, I think there's something freeing about watching his document. Really, right now, I think particularly if you're in that field. It's helpful to watch documentaries or books and read books by R.D. Lang because he was so encouraging. Um, and it's almost ethical the way that he, I mean, it is ethical the way that he treated people. And I, I love the way that I treat people on set. I'm yeah. very kind and I'm very kind of circular. I don't really operate in a hierarchy. So I really, um, I really think that comes from just being Scottish. <laughs> uh, but then again, there's, you know, a couple of Scottish people who aren't like that, but Scottish directors at least are, are incredibly humble and just go with the flow in that way. And I, I think that it makes for really good performances and it makes for a really good environment on set. I just finished this movie called Egg, actually, that I shot. We shot in New York and Christina Hendricks and Anna Camp oh. and Alicia Reiner from Orange is New Black are in it. And we had so many interns on that film and all of the interns were as excited to be there as, you know, Christina Hendricks was, and we had just a blast. So um, there's something about being able to look at people and just talk to them and treat them with respect that goes a long way, you know? Yeah, Yeah, I want to, so, I mean, you've opened up so many different avenues I want to ask you about, because first of all, uh, the the film itself, uh, the film Bitch is, you did something, I, I was, as when I got done watching, I thought, Darn, you did something really cool, and that is you set the thing in motion with your character of Jill. You've set it in motion, and then you're almost out of it. 
in in a lot of ways in in terms of the 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 story itself becomes about about your husband about bill and about the uh-huh. family and your sister and all the different other component parts around it and that's i just love the way you did that i love that you got out of, i don't say got out of the way that's probably not the right way to put it but obviously central to the story and i don't know if i'm doing justice by describing I don't know how much I want to get into in, tell, in terms of telling much of the particulars about the film. I want people to watch this because it takes so many interesting turns. But the idea is you assume the persona is that the, uh, of, a, of a dog, of a very angry <laughs> dog. Um, tell me, yeah, I mean, sort of help me navigate this because I really don't want to give a whole lot away. Tell me where where you think uh, the parameters are to describe your character and where you end up for much of the film. But I, but again, going back to what I was saying, you let this other the other parts of the film really develop. Yeah, well, she definitely mm-hmm. um, the character is so interesting because when we meet her, um, she's suicidal and we're not quite sure why and then immediately after we realize she's suicidal we see that her husband is cheating on her and so we kind of get that she has four children with him they're married there's no kind of um it's not a healing situation it's like an incredibly difficult situation she doesn't have anything on her calendar and everyone else has a thousand things on her calendar on the calendar Mm. and she just has to have and when she asks to go to a painting retreat no, are you crazy? Like, you can't go to a painting retreat who would look after the kids. So she's in a kind of a prison and um, and is being very muzzled, essentially, and I think reacts and then um, psychotic break and is the next time we see her, she's, like, living in the basement and uh, is behaving as a dog and it's unclear whether she's conscious or unconscious right. and no one knows what's scarier. But I agree, the reason why... Um, the reason why, like, the the movie sort of stays upstairs for most of the film is because, I mean, essentially, like, there's not a lot of drama in the basement. She's not, like, doing anything other than, like, being a dog, and, like, that's not necessarily... Um, I mean, I guess that it was a conscious decision to, to show it specifically in the way that we did so that um, it would exactly mirror what it feels like when, when someone who you know and, or in your family or someone who you love has a psychotic break because you have no idea what's going on in their head or, right. or how they feel or any of that stuff. You just get that they're not in this world anymore. And it does feel like they've just gone, yeah. even though they're still there physically. Um, yeah. And I think especially for the kids, it feels like that. And um, and so it was an exploration of, of what's going on upstairs that's, like what would have to heal upstairs in order for her to come out and what would have to happen upstairs yeah, you know more of a uh, yeah. I mean, it's, a, it's all in the movie, basically. But yeah, it's all really interesting themes. Well, yeah, and uh, and again, I mean, the film is very. It's I look at this as I mean, it's a number of different ways that the film operates, different levels that it operates at, and one of them is it's a satire. It's funny at times. It's, there are things in it that are in a you know they're funny, and th- but at the same time, there's always a pathos. In 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 it, and and es- especially the arc of the, your hu- the husband Bill in the in the in the film, um, boy, I didn't like him. 
and then not in the beginning you don't like oh no yeah no not at all i mean he really (laughs) really embodies just so many of the just worst possible uh you know manifestations of someone's personality someone of this sort of you know type a or whatever the the term is for the and 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 then then as it goes i mean he's he just it's a it's a testament to his performance as well i mean he, he jason ritter is does a wonderful job and by the end, I mean, I just was completely kind of won over. I, I don't want to give away a whole lot here, but I mean, just his performance was just really, really well done. And and that's him, but that's you. That's you as well. I mean, that's kind of knowing how to modulate that the, the, the arc of the story in such a way. Um, but you don't let him off the hook. There's a lot of things about this film that are just really sharp. Um yeah, when I was writing it, I really wanted it to feel like people are going to know what we're doing and why. And I, I wanted to to really um, to address, you know, what's going on in America right now and and what it is to be a man in America right now, like what it means to be a father and what it means to be a dad. I wanted to make a movie um, for people who voted for Donald Trump. You know, I mean, I, I think to be a good father in America, it, it means something specific and I think being a good husband means something specific and I I also think that you know the movies that I make are really funny all of them I mean I made four movies and they're all really funny but um but the reason they're funny is because there's a medicine in them the way that I write I, I want to help society with something so if we're if we're making a movie I want to do it for a good reason and and to help change the world basically but specifically this is about changing american men so that they go from being bad men to good men and that's what happens to bill and it's a really uh special loving kind of like love letter so you know it's not it's not like a condemnation and i think that that's why people who are guys they find it so powerful you know like republican men like cry at the film and i think it's because that medicine is in there and everyone else cries at the movie, too, because, like, you know, we have um, Jamie King playing my sister in the movie, and she's really um, there as a kind of holistic student. And I really dig. When I was writing it, I swear, I think Bill is my favorite character that I've ever written. He's, yeah. he's just, he has such a journey that I care about so much. And I, I care so much for... Um, like it being inclusive and not being like, oh, we're all over here and we're better than you and we're over here and we're doing our thing. You know, it, it, it wasn't really, um, yeah. it, I didn't want it to be exclusive. I wanted it to, it, it to be an inclusive movie, which is what we made, you right. know, and I think right. that's why the reaction has been so incredible. And I, I do think that um, anyone who voted for Trump should watch it or anyone who um, has people in their family who voted for Trump or, which is, you know, so many people... Um, or Trump himself should watch it, and he'll probably <laughs> cry like the first tear, first real tear of his life. <laughs> well, I want to remind I want to remind our listeners we're speaking with Mariana <laughs> Polka. She is the director, writer, uh, and also the lead performer in the film called Bitch. Uh, bring a, it says it says on the poster, "Bring a chew toy," and I think that's yeah. so wonderful. And by the way, in terms of Bill's the arc of his story. I have to tell you, I don't know if I'm giving anything away here, but I think what I loved was the last vestige of him sort of holding out for the way of life that he had before all of this happened was that conversation he's having with your with your sister and and his last kind of the last thing he's holding on to is about his his size of his penis. 
for me, that was kind of the last, that's where the sort of, he broke after that. You know that conversation in the kitchen where he's, where he's talking about. To, to, like, did she ever talk to you, you know, Yes, and yes. Was like, no. Yes, and so that was kind of, to me, in watching the film, I felt like, okay, that was his last bullet there. That was the yeah. last thing he had left in the chamber to talk about, to try yeah. and get, his, some, to get his world like, back. Oh my God, he's crying that she didn't mention it, and then he's like... None of this would have happened no, no, no. I just that if was I home. had a smaller penis. That's the way, <laughs> which is really funny because you're like, what? He's that talking is... about Bell, but he's he feels like he feels <laughs> right about that, you know. And I'm sure, like, he is, but in certain ways, for himself, right about it. You know, I think he kind of had to. Yeah, that was it's like it. his process to to let it all go. Let, like that was. I don't care <laughs> that, that I have that. You know, the last, the last <laughs> bullet. Be humble about yeah, the penis size. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so that was that to me was so funny and so telling and so probably so accurate in so many ways about these kinds yeah. of people. That it really made and he me becomes laugh. such a good person. That's the thing. He's, yeah, he's he's endeared to his own children. He's trying to get all these things like. Yeah, he's trying to keep his house and keep his car and keep his job and all this stuff, and you just kind of go, listen. Yeah. All you have to do is look after the kids, and then he goes, okay, and he focuses on that. And there's really a heaven and family that, um, that is beautiful. You know, there's a heaven in a marriage. You know that you know is wonderful, and is a paradise. And when we can make a paradise in our own lives, I mean, like Mother Teresa said, if you want to have if you want to be radical or if you think you're enlightened, go yeah. home and love your family. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is so beautiful because, honestly, that's my favorite thing about being a human being is the way that you can come back to a relationship or come back to family who really love you, and that's how you grow as a person. Um, so it was illustrations of that. The film is incredibly pro-family. That's why it has kind of conservative values. I mean, obviously, I'm yeah. from Scotland, so I'm left wing in a Scottish way, but it's really, uh, it's definitely got, you know, all these themes that are essentially what America is. It's conservative, it's liberal, it's all these different things put together in a tapestry that's kind of complex, that is a beautiful movie that will make you laugh and cry and fuck the whole family. (laughs) Yeah, and and also the thing thing that I've, you know, and your film reflects this is, you know, we talk about the journey, that the life is about the journey, right? And that there's probably very little in your life. There are maybe some things that are more indicative of your own journey uh, than your family's, your journey with your family, whatever turns those take. That's certainly at least milestones and markers and, you know, kind of the light that sort of if that in your life, that are the consistent uh, light in your life is the relationships you have with your family. And, yeah, good and bad, and uh, so that is you know, talking about sort of a philosophical approach. That's for me what, and your film reflects that. And I, yeah, yeah. So, and I'm super close with my mom and my niece, and I think such long term friendships in my life, and all of that is in the film too. You know, like yeah. the way that those kids act and the way I directed them was incredibly like we're all just a family and it was really fun and their parents were there and they had a really great time being kind of like liberated by the script and the story because they got to do something they'd never done before and it was just very exciting. Well, and before I let you go, I got also your performance is terrific. I I mean, you sort of bookend the film with with the uh, uh, with your performances your performance here and I 
I just really was taken by that, the, the, especially the sort of unraveling uh, at the beginning of the film. I thought um, you did a really terrific job in uh, just establishing so much of the character and the relationships and all that in a fairly short period of time. This is terrific. Oh, thank you. Yeah, really well done. And uh, so you already got one film. You're working on it, or how close to you uh, to the uh, you know post are you on on the film? You were with just egg. Um, yeah, with egg. When I was done with it, we had an a assembly of it the day after I was finished shooting, wow. which is the most radical thing I've ever experienced in my life. Okay. Because um, usually, you know, your editor takes a while to yeah. get back with a cut of the movie, but um, I watched the assembly of the film the day after we were done with it, and then the next day was the rap party, and I went to the rap party, and I told everyone the movie was really good. <laughs> it, was, it was difficult and, like, amazing to just be like, okay, I'm just doing this, and it's modern time, because yeah. when I did um, my first film, Good Dick, that went to Sundance as well, I couldn't, um, I mean, I couldn't take my time enough with that movie. You know, I think I, I cut that film for seven months or something like that, mm-hmm. And I wanted, you know, the elegance of time with it. And uh, and then to do Egg. I mean, I think that, you know, we, we we finished Bitch and then we also entered Sundance and got in like three days later or something like God, that. Geez. So um, oh. it was a fast post-production process and I like it to be fast. Yeah. And okay. it just keeps getting faster and faster. So that's nice. Yeah, I guess so. Well, yeah. well, listen, come back. Please. I would, oh, thanks for having uh, me. I love chatting to you. Yeah, as well, as well. Again, the film is Bitch. It's in. It's at the Lemley Music Hall 3. That's tonight, starting tonight, November 24th here in Los Angeles. You can go to, to darkskyfilms.com to, to find out about it. Does, I didn't find uh, its own website. Uh, is there one for just... We have an Instagram for it, and uh, I'm on Instagram, Mariana Polka, but... Um, okay. But... Because we, yeah, we just have an Instagram and we're tweeting about it and stuff, but we're, we don't have a website. Excellent. All right. Well, there, there it is. So Dark Sky or Instagram, you're on Instagram as Mariana Polka, and you can find out more about it and about yay. the film. Yeah, yay. <laughs> well, congratulations on the release of it. Uh, I, I, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's one of these films that I'm reading about sort of the critical sort of reception. It's sort of, it feels... Uh, matriarchal, patriarchal in the in sort of in the way that it's being reviewed and uh, yeah, yeah. So that's interesting, <laughs> isn't it funny? Yeah, it's covering all the bases. It really just the reviews themselves are are kind of a, a case study of, of this kind of stuff. Um, but my my hats off to you for a really sharp. Like I said, I just that's the word that keeps coming to mind. It's a smart film and it's it's really well done and uh, congratulations to you on it. So the film again is bitch uh, and the director, writer, lead actor in it, Mariana Polk, has been nice enough to join us today. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Have fun today. I will. You too. Take care. You too. Bye. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio.